because they prepared in this manner, they had this amount of greatness of the Mubarak month in their hearts. When the month of Ramadan would come, then they would dedicate themselves in that manner. And they would reap the maximum benefit out of the Mubarak month. Unfortunately, because we don't have that degree of consciousness, okay, it's a good month, great month, but that's it. Well, we have to fast in the month of Ramadan, we'll fast, fine. More than that, well, we have to make the Rawi Salah, we'll make the Rawi Salah also. Okay, we might read some extra Quran Sharif. But yet the full reality of how great this month is, it's not really in our hearts. Once before the month of Ramadan, this commenced day before, Nabi Sallallahu addressed the Sahaba Ikram and he said to them, قَدْ أَظَلَّكُمْ شَهْرٌ عَظِيمٌ A very great month has come upon you. One is that we will call something great. One is a small child, he says something is great. But then his elder brother says something is great. But then the father who's got so much of experience, he has seen so much more. He calls something, there's a big difference between everybody's great. That child, ten rands too, was very great for him. His elder brother laughs at him, what are you talking about, ten rands is great. Not even sweet money. But the father is talking in some other figures. So everybody has their own concept of what is great, depending how much he can see. Nabi Wasallam saw the reality of things. He is telling us the very great month. So one is we have to prepare for this great month from now. The preparation one is by sincere toba and istighfar. Daily. So that person's heart gets cleansed and it's able to then take the benefit of the month. Together with that, one of the very important aspects in the month of Ramadan is what we were to discuss now, is the Tarawih Salah. Alhamdulillah, many of those sitting are already Hafiz, some are becoming Hafiz. So we would be required, and if not required, we have to in any case, be putting ourselves forward to perform the Tarawi Salah. One is that there's a masjid somewhere, so the masjid requires somebody to perform the Tarawi Salah. It's not because the masjid requires somebody, it's because we need to be making Tarawi Salah. That is a separate issue that the masjid also needs somebody. We also need to be making Tarawi Salah. So in this regard, some important points that we should bear in mind. The first thing is that Tarawih Salah is no less Salah than any other Salah. It's also Salah. And just as any Salah has to be performed with due care, and if that Salah is performed haphazardly, then it is mentioned in the Hadith Sharif that a Salah that is performed haphazardly, person is hasty in the Ruku and Sajda, etc., performed without any care, that Salah rises in an ugly form and then it is flung back at the person's face like a dirty rag. And the Salah curses him. May Allah destroy you just as you have destroyed me. The Salah curses a person. The first Salah, 
and he performed it haphazardly, that the same thing happens. It's a nafil salah, same thing will apply there also. And the month of Ramadan, it's the tarawih salah, and the person has done, performed it haphazardly, without care, in a hasty manner, not making the ruku properly, not making sajda properly, trying to race, Allah knows best with who. People sometimes, they start making comparisons. How long it took you all? One hour, ten minutes. We finish out one hour, nine minutes. So now maybe you have to give him ten cents. Because <laughs> he finished off one minute quickly. Whereas the person, if somebody finished off in 50 minutes and somebody took one hour, ten minutes, what was that other 20 minutes spent in? They spent it in Salah. And in the month of Ramadan, the more time a person spends in Namaz, Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, etc. This is the greater good for him. So, that salah now was performed haphazardly, hastily. Imagine the month of Ramadan is the month to take from the rahmat of Allah Ta'ala. And in the month of Ramadan, a person by means of the haphazard performance of salah is earning the curses of salah in the month of Ramadan. The month of Ramadan, salah is cursing him. What's going to be the outcome? How can such a person ever make any headway, any progress, if his own salah is cursing him? And then, 20 rakats now, out of that maybe, whatever he performed, he performed all 20, he performed 10. So 10 rakats he performed, after every 2 rakats, that salah is being thrown at his face and is cursing him. This is one very important thing, that tarawi salah is not something that's any lesser salah. That this is something can take a half measure in here. It's just as important that the tarawih salah be performed correctly, carefully, like any other salah must be performed carefully. Nevertheless, while one must be very cautious, very careful about how he performs the tarawih salah, at the same time, it's very important to also consider the musallis. One situation is that a person has got his own arrangement somewhere, he's going to be making five paras a night, anyone and everyone knows beforehand, this place is now, this was going to be happening here, well and good, those 10 people, 10, 15, 20 people, whoever might come, they know what's going to be the case here. So then too, the person should be still considerate of the musallis. How? He's making three paras a night, somebody's making two paras a night, whatever it is. Sometimes some have the habit of reading maybe half the whole amount that they're going to read for the whole tarawih in the first rakat and the other half in the rest of the 19 rakats whatever they're going to perform making 8 rakats so in the first rakat they read maybe 30% 40% now by the time the first rakat finish the bichara musalli is already tired because they're not used to standing so long so you've got to be considerate of that so you even it out a little bit more in one rakat compared to the second rakat that's in place, but as far as possible to even it out. And that makes it very much more lighter on everybody. So people are not used to standing so long. So you to consider that. So one is that it must be performed carefully. Making it lighter doesn't mean that a person must be hasty. In one hadith it is mentioned that once Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Mehani says, that he performed two rakat salah 
I didn't see him perform any salah which was lighter. But then she highlights, but he complete performed the ruku and sajda completely. Maybe somebody might misunderstand it. I think light means hasty. It's two different things. Nabi Islam sometimes performed a short salah. Short salah that he didn't make very lengthy qirat or recite very lengthy duration of tasbihat in the ruku sajda. Light or short, but never hasty. Hasty is something else. There's no place for haste in salah. The ruku sajda going into the postures, no need to be hasty. And there shouldn't be any haste. So in any case, while being careful and cautious and performing the salah correctly, you've got to be considerate of the musallis as well. Then the thing about recitation of the Quran Sharif in Tarawi Salah. So now sometimes somebody is making one and quarter para, somebody is making more, somebody two para, somebody maybe more than that. So fine, whatever a person wants to recite. But the Quran Sharif is only one way of reciting Quran Sharif. There aren't two ways. Quran Sharif, there's only one way of reciting Quran Sharif. And that is the correct way. And the correct way of reciting Quran Sharif is with Tajweed. There's no two ways about it. That maybe in one type of salah you can perform it by reciting Quran Sharif with Tajweed now, put you in the Musalla, the Kharisab now is going to perform first salah. When Hafizab came now from Madrasa, didn't see him the whole year. So now he came back home, so they put you on the first salah. So now, mashallah, wonderful Qirat. And then after the Tarawih salah comes, so you don't know what he's reading. Besides, Ya Alamun, Ta'alamun, the road is really. There's only one way of reciting Quran Sharif, and that is the correct way with Tajweed. If a person is able to recite at a faster pace, but without compromising Tajweed, they're very good, no problem. Every letter is clear, he's not eating up any words. Some have the habit that they recite in such a way that they eat up the words. Especially in the month of Ramadan, during the day, person is making his door, and then he's eat, reading in such a way that he's eating of his words. So now somebody might, might big Muslim might come up, that is his fast valid. <laughs> because he ate up so many words. <laughs> so if a person is able to recite faster, but without compromising tajweed in any way, every letter, not only words, every letter is clear. Recited from the correct maharij, etc. Then it's fine if he's reading at a faster pace. But if he cannot manage that by reading at a much faster pace, he's compromising the tajween, and this is not at all permissible for him. He must read at the pace that he can comfortably com- fulfill all the requirements of the letters. The maharij are being pronounced correctly. There isn't something like that in first salah, it is necessary to fulfill. For example, the Madde Lazim and in Tarawih it's all Maaf. No, there's no such thing. What is necessary is necessary everywhere. Whether it's Tarawih Salah, whether it's any other Salah. So, otherwise, instead of earning Sawab, Allah forbid, sometimes we'll make such kind of compromises in the Tajweed, etc. We'll finish off instead of Sawab with the opposite of it. Then as far as the door is concerned, Many a time somebody would 
We're performing maybe all 20 rakats, we should try. That's the best thing. If a person is partnering with somebody, find that he's in order. Maybe he makes 10 rakats each, somebody 12, somebody 8. But whatever portion the person is going to be reciting, he doesn't confine himself to that portion to learn only that much. He'll be doing himself a great disservice. The entire portion of that night's tarawi he must learn as if he's going to read the whole thing. So if he's, if it's one and quarter para he's reciting for the night, he must learn the full one and quarter para and he must recite it to somebody like as if he's going to be reading the full one and quarter para himself. If this will be maintained, then inshallah his door will be at a very good level. But if he's going to confine himself only to learn that portion that he will be reciting, or somebody is making four rakats, somebody six rakats, and he only learns that four rakats, six rakats, and nothing else, and by the time one, two years will go by, the door will be very, very weak. So that's also a very important thing that you're going to learn the full amount properly, as if he's reading the whole thing in Taraway. Other very important aspect is that when performing Tarawih Salah, the Masail that pertain to Salah itself, many a times a person has never performed Salah the whole year because he was never made Imam, he's probably completed his hymns or whatever the case is, he never made Imamat for the whole year. So he wasn't even conscious of many things, though most of the masail are applicable to anybody, whether he's an imam or the muqtadi. But sometimes it has happened that somebody was an imam, then he made some kind of mistake. Now the person was asked something, it was then realized he didn't even know that basic masala. <laughs> so we have to acquaint ourselves with the masail. The person who is leading the salah, he is responsible for the salah of all the muqtadis behind him. The quality of his salah will impact on all the muqtadis. If his salah was deficient, was less, was not in order, then it means everybody's salah. Supposing his salah was gone to 50% only. So it means everybody's salah went to 50%. But now he was responsible for that. So their 50%, the loss of it will all come on his head. They'll get 100%. He'll bear the loss. It's not a small thing. A very major thing. Now a person is leading the salah, there are hundred people behind him, and he brought about a deficiency in hundred people's salah, because his salah was deficient. So if he paid a deficiency of 10%, for example, in the quality of the salah, so now hundred people's 10%. So in that masail of salah, the wudu as well, the taharat as well, that to the extent that the salah, before that the wudu, the taharat, and all the various other aspects, to the extent that it was performed in the sunnah manner, to that extent, the effect of that will come on the salah itself. Now many will be performing tarawih salah, for example, are going to make wudu. But now the wudu wasn't performed in the sunnah manner. He didn't use the miswak, for example. So that salah will be so much deficient, because when the sunnah was omitted, that will impact on the salah. So the quality of the salah will be so much lesser. But the imam's quality is so much less that will impact on all the muqtadis. 
but he will bear the burden of it. Al-Imam Zaminun, he's responsible. So we have to be conscious about even our taharat that is being done correctly and being done in the sunnah manner. And then learn to how to perform that salah correctly. It's not just something that we'll just do and get done with it. No, no, it's a very big responsibility. Imam is responsible. Then some of us might be sometimes sent to perform Tarawih Salah somewhere. It might be a place where there's hardly any dini activity taking place. It might be some rural area somewhere. This is an opportunity to also impart some dini knowledge to the people. The least is we take along the Fazail Amal for five minutes after the Tarawih Salah or in between whatever is suitable, whatever the people might be comfortable with. We need a few hadiths from there. This is our duty. Wherever we can, we pass on something of deen. So we've learned something. We pass it on. There's no need to take chances. We don't know for sure something. We don't have to take chances. We need it from the kitab. There's no need to be saying something without being completely sure about what we say. We need it from the kitab. A few hadiths. At least something being imparted. In this way, they will benefit something in terms of deen. And inshallah they'll carry that after Ramadan as well. Among the important things about Tarawih Salah and well, the month of Ramadan itself, this is not to be regarded as a burden. It's a very great gift from Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes it's regarded as something as a burden, trying to cut corners, sometimes to duck it completely, Allah forbid. Sometimes somebody is not performing Tarawih Salah. So you find many times it happens in the masjids. Somebody is sitting in the back, waiting now for the Imam to go into Ruku. And go into Ruku, then they'll come running and join him. This is showing very, very, like, it's waiting to get done with it. It's a burden. This is a very <coughs> negative thing which deprives a person of the barakat and the blessings of this Mubarak month of Ramadan. So these are some of the very important aspects. There are many other things, inshallah, which later you would get further details from the Asatiza, etc. But these are some important points to bear in mind. The month of Ramadan is an opportunity, especially for the Hufaz. Allah has great favor that the Quran Sharif, the month of Ramadan is a month of the Quran Sharif. It creates a great opportunity to maximize the tilawat of the Quran Sharif to truly refresh the door of the Qur'an Sharif. If this opportunity is let to go by, what will be possible in the month of Ramadan is not possible thereafter for the whole year. How much gets done in this one month, sometimes that much doesn't get done the whole year. In terms of the quality, in terms of the emphasis on it, and how much of care and concern is put into it, that doesn't happen the whole year. So if this opportunity is lost, then the whole year is lost. Therefore, sometimes it's far better that a person performs just that one and quarter para and carries on, or that one para, and carries on right up to the 29th night. So sometimes after five nights, ten nights, people make the khatam. So some, mashallah, start off a second khatam, some start off a third khatam thereafter, alhamdulillah. And some after they make the first khatam, they feel Ramadan is over. Then, tarawi salah itself, let alone continuing tarawi in maybe not necessarily a full khatam, 
Even the Tarawi Salah itself is overturned. So the better thing for most is that they carry on reciting till the end of Ramadan, till the last night. One and quarter para or one para, till the last night so that the whole Ramadan is... And then this gives a person even more of an opportunity to consolidate that dog. Many people, when they would perform Tarawih Salah, one and quarter para night, but they would recite that one and quarter para 15 times. Somebody 10 times. Manamah. So by the time that 10 times, 15 times in the day, the person decided that one quarter para, that is very, strengthened very, very well. After the month of Ramadan, the whole year you just read without any difficulty. So this is also one way to consolidate it, that rather than rushing it, person takes it at a more casual pace in terms of just one para, one quarter para, but right till the end of Ramadan. Many a times it's noticed some places, for example, the 27th night the khatam is made, so now the 28th night and 29th night, the tarawih becomes like a kind of sometimes a mockery. How it's recited and what haste and as if now the whole 27 nights, whatever time was spent, we're going to make qaza for that now. So there's a race against time. 20 rakats in 35 minutes will be done. That is making a mockery of salah sometimes. That ruku, that sajda, all these aspects are extremely important, have to perform very well. Otherwise, as mentioned earlier, Allah forbid, we mustn't leave out of the masjid with our own salah cursing us. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Allah ta'ala enable us to maximize the tilawat of the Quran Sharif also in this Mubarak month and to take the full benefit of this great opportunity Allah ta'ala has blessed us with. Mm-hmm.